Welcome into the Snapped Podcast, my personal audio journal. My name is Tyler Kluber. I'm a personal trainer and podcaster, but it gets a little bit deeper than that. And this show is going to give you an inside look on my thoughts concerning health and fitness, business, mindset, and creating the life that you feel lucky to live. I hope you enjoy the show. Sit back, relax, and let's have a day. Sit back, relax, and have a day. Let's have one, huh? Let's have a little day. I, uh, <clears throat> we're back. We're back as I turn down the, turn down the <clears throat> soundboard with my foot because I am standing because I, I don't know if this is going to be an, a high energy podcast. I even got the lights dimmed in here. It's a, it's sort of an overcast Wednesday, Wednesday, March 30th, it's almost April people. It's almost April. We were just talking about New Year's resolutions. Okay. It's almost April. My goodness. Um, how are those resolutions going, by the way? How were the goals? A quarter of the year is gone. 90 days. I'll tell you this. Things are going well on my end. And we're going to talk about that today. As you guys know, we've basically been doing a... And I was thinking about how the intro to the podcast right now pertains to nothing that we're actually talking about. And there's the first show on. There it is. Book it. I've basically just been talking about my own personal training, not personal training, but my own personal um, days of training and leading up to the CrossFit stuff and my competition, which is cool because this is my podcast and I can do whatever I want but not a lot of educational stuff in there. Hopefully there's some motivational stuff, right? Hopefully I give some tidbits. Yawn number two. That's not a good sign. But not a lot of uh, true like, hey, we're going to sit down and talk about water. We're going to sit down and talk about sleep. So we'll get back to those. And I've, again, I've got a few of those on, on tap. Um, this at least for recapping my own personal endeavors is probably going to be the last one of four or five in a row, right? Cause we went through the open then we had a week where I didn't do one. And now we've got the quarterfinals, the quarterfinals. As you guys heard last week, I was disappointed. You could probably hear it in the tone of my voice and sort of how I describe it. But I was disappointed with how the last CrossFit Open workout panned out. I did not execute the way that I should have. Um, I performed in a way that gave me a score and just a, a feeling. Fuck the score, right? The score is whatever. Score didn't even matter. As long as I did, as long as I showed up and just did the work, my score was good enough to make the top 10%. No big deal. I ended up making, even with the score I had, adding on to the two before it, I made the top 6% or 4%, something like that. 
So I was not in danger of missing the quarterfinals. It wasn't affecting my season. It wasn't the end-all be-all because as we'll talk about in a second, the Open is a very broad, general, and inclusive test of fitness, but not by any means the most exact or representative of true full-spectrum fitness. And everything was going to be okay. I just felt like... Um, and this is probably going to become a whole topic, one of those topics we talk about, because I think it's rel- <clears throat> relatable to, to a lot of people in a lot of different senses, is um, when you prepare really hard for something and you don't perform like you know you can. You don't perform to your potential. And that's what I did in that last week, is I did not perform or did not do, I guess. I did not perform to my potential. I could have hit that workout the next day and got a drastically better score. And I wouldn't have gotten fitter. I just would have done the workout better. Paced it right. Calmed down. Stayed mentally focused. Thought about different cues for different techniques on the muscle-ups where I, where I messed up. So I wasn't happy with that. And fortunately, I've got a not only an athlete's mind, a division one athlete's mind, former, which means that I got a short memory. But further than that, I was a long snapper who, when you're a specialist, you especially have a short memory, right? You literally do a job that's basically like make or miss, right? It's good or bad. There's not a lot of in between. And that lack of variance in the middle lends itself to, well, we probably want the good, you know, most of the time. Like if you're not, if you're not giving us good 90% or more of the time, then you're not going to be considered good as the athlete, as the specialist. But the bad always does come around, right? There's always bad reps. And when you have one of those bad reps, you have to have a quick memory. Meaning you can't let that bad rep turn into two bad reps because you're thinking about the first one. You can't let that bad rep, um, you can't identify with that rep and start to believe that because that last rep you did wasn't good, wasn't up to snuff, wasn't to the standard that you're used to, that that's now who you are. And that's And that's how good you are, right? That is a single data point amidst thousands. And so you just forget about it. And you approach the next rep with the mentality that you know who you are. You know how good you are, how skilled you are, how good you are at whatever you're doing. And you're going to perform to your max potential. And that was all relevant as we headed as we headed, as we went into the quarterfinal weekend. As a quick recap, and we went over this last week, my placings in the 2022 CrossFit Open were 5,700th in the world, 2,412th in North America, specifically 
2015th in the USA and 35th in the state of Iowa. By all means, pretty good, right? There was a hundred and um, there's 160,000 men who who showed up to compete in the in the worldwide open, and I got 5700th. I beat 143, 153,000 of the 160,000 men in the competition. Like, that's pretty good, man. That's pretty good. In North America, it was 70,000 men. And I got 2,412th. I, I mean, I beat 67 and a half thousand of the 70,000 men. That's pretty good. I mean, come on now. In Iowa, then I don't I don't know the exact stats on Iowa because you have to do a little bit more of dilution to find it. But you know, there was probably several thousand eh, there was probably close to a thousand people in Iowa, right? I got 35th. Pretty darn good, right? But it wasn't what I was capable of. It wasn't necessarily the goals that I had set out for, albeit that those goals were a little bit uninformed, right? And, a li- and, and, and partially out of my control. The quarterfinals, suffice to say, was a completely different story. And we're going to get into that. I will say for one reason, <clears throat> and it's, it's what we had to get past was the worldwide open, those three weeks, those three workouts, you can go back and listen to each episode, although you've all done it already. And I was way too long anyway in those, those three tests, the third one, a little less than the first two, but <clears throat> still those three tests were very much so in the CrossFit world, what we call a capacity test, an aerobic capacity test, right? Um, without getting into the nuance of programming and how that works out and how those, di- those workouts happen to be different than the workouts I'm about to talk about, um, they are more inclusive, meaning most of the movements can be done by anybody who does CrossFit. There was not a high component of skill involved, essentially. And it did not get very heavy, right? Two things that I'm better than average at. Skill-wise, I'm pretty good, right? When it comes to um, CrossFit, and when we really get down to the nitty-gritty of like who's the fittest on earth, the importance of being really good at skills, really strong in the strength department, really aerobically fit on the cardiovascular end, the extremes of which you need to be at those start to really come to play. You do well and you're rewarded for how good you are at all of the things. But in the open, because it's testing everybody and they want people to be involved and they want the the members of the gyms to participate, they kind of keep it at very simple movements that don't test any, um, essentially what they test is 
how hard can you go and just put your head down um, at these simple movements for however many minutes, right? And more often than not, the, the people who are really just cardio focused, lots of yawns and burps in this one, are going to, I mean, there's so many people in the open that are just sort of good at cardio or just good at moving that aren't good at skills. They can't do heavy weight, but they can move for 15 minutes that I end up getting, you know, that's not my thing necessarily. I'm okay at it, right? Still top 4%, but 5,700th, 2,400th, 35th, 35th. When you start to turn the knob a little bit and you start to crank up the sport side of things, right? That's where I start to do a little better. And in fact, in this quarterfinals, do a lot better. The quarterfinals gets a whole lot more specific. It gets the test becomes better. It tests fitness in a more well-rounded fashion. There's five tests instead of three. The tests include things like skills, gymnastics, heavy components, longer components, shorter components. The time frames and the implements are more well-rounded than what you would see in the three-week open. And the open being a one workout per week thing, a new element of fitness is tested, which is how well can you do a workout and recover within the same day and do another one and still be fresh, which is a massive component of fitness is your ability to recover your muscles ability to be ready to go again. Five in one weekend, five in 72 hours. And that's where I start to shine a little bit more. And we'll go over that placement at the end of the weekend here in a bit. Um, I'm already taking way too long on this. So last week on that disappointing podcast, um, I actually was doing that podcast and the workouts had already been leaked, right? The, the workouts were supposed to all come out at 2 p.m. Central on Thursday. Well, somebody leaked them. Wednesday morning or Thursday morning. I couldn't remember which. Maybe it was just Thursday morning. Um, and so we knew the workouts. Um, somebody did not actually leak them. CrossFit accidentally posted the videos of the unlisted fucking uh, YouTube playlist. And so people got to see them before they were meant to. So we knew the workouts. And my first thought when I looked at the workouts was, wow, I actually really like those workouts. Like those are good workouts for me personally, right? Not something that I really said on any of those three open workouts. And again, without explaining the nuance of it for an hour, I just know, like, I just know that these are more well-rounded. I know where I can stack up in these. I know that they're going to give more people, there's like third or fourth yawn, more people fits while I'll still be able to hang on, right? 
I will be able to last longer. I will be able to continue to perform in some of these relative to those open workouts where nothing was really separating us. I was excited. Not only was I excited, but uh, as I've been talking about, I've been dealing with a knee and a back issue. I went to see a, uh, a PT who I'm actually now in contact with about a bunch of stuff, but um, he gave me some stuff that really basically three mobility things that stemmed from my hip. My hip is what's creating my knee pain and probably my low back pain. Um, and I was able to use those three things before and after working out all weekend to basically stay pain-free in my knee, which is obviously beneficial to me performing my best. So I was feeling good mentally. I looked at the workouts and thought, wow, if these are the workouts that are actually going to be released, they were, I'm going to be pretty happy about that. I'm going to feel pretty confident doing these. And my body feels good, right? Again, short memory. The open's over. It's time to go perform. It's zero, zero. The scoreboard resets. And now it's not so much on a world stage, but now it's on, a, on that North American stage because um, it's broken up into, oh, what's it called? Regions, I guess. Um, and so our region is North America. So now, you know, it's a little bit cut down. Right. I'm fighting against everybody else that lives in Canada, Mexico, or the United States, basically. The workouts get released. The workouts are five of them. And I guess I'll just walk you guys through how we went about them. Um, but I'll tell you the five workouts first. The first workout was what most people would call a wheelhouse workout for me, if there is such a thing. Lunges and handstand pushups, right? With two 50-pound dumbbells, you pick them up at your side and you do 50 walking lunges. When you complete the 50 walking lunges, you go to the wall and you do 30 handstand pushups. You can use your legs. You can kip, as they say. You go back to the dumbbell. You pick them up. You do 40 front rack dumbbell lunges, which means you put them up on your shoulders, right? Adds in a little bit of an element of, okay, now you have to hold them up on top of your upper body. And you also have to lunge 10 less reps, 40 reps down and back. Now you go to the wall and you do 10 less reps of the handstand pushup variant, which happens to be a deficit, right? The, uh, basically you put plates on the ground so that your hands are elevated. Your head still has to go down through your hands and touch the ground but you've added, oh, I think it's four inches to the range of motion. Makes it a little harder. Still able to kip and use your legs. After you get done with 20 of those, you go back to the lunges for your final set of 30 overhead walking lunge. So now both 50-pound dumbbells go up over your head, and you have to keep them there while you lunge. Very intensive on the upper body um, mobility and breathing. Um, and obviously your shoulder fatigue, and then you finish with 10 handstand pushups back on the normal mat, no deficit, but they have to be strict. So the lunges go down in reps, 50, 40, 30, and get progressively harder. Same thing with the handstand pushup variant starts at 30, 20, it goes 20, 10, 
and those get harder. I'm great at handstand push-ups. We'll talk about that event when we get there. That's event one. Event two, which ended up being my worst workout of the weekend. And I knew this going in by a long shot. Three rounds, very, very simple workout. Three rounds of 30 single leg squats called pistols in the CrossFit community. 30 pistols alternating left and right. 30 GHD sit-ups. So if anybody knows what a, a glute ham developer is, oftentimes you'll see people doing back, like low back raises and back work on it. But um, CrossFit has adapted it into a really, really long range of motion sit-up as well. Probably not the most safe, um, but hey, it's CrossFit. So 30 pistols, 30 GHD sit-ups, and 10 ring muscle-ups, three rounds. So it ends up being 90, 90, and 30 reps total. That was event number two. Those two scores, and this will come up later, but those two scores had to be submitted by Friday at 2 p.m. Those first two events, you had 24 hours from release. And there's strategy that goes into the, the, the order of which you do these. So... That's yawn number five. Event number three, CrossFit introduces a new movement, the shuttle run in 25-foot increments and paired it with wall balls and rope climbs, a workout that I looked at as maybe my second worst of the five, just looking at them. It actually ended up being, um, there was three workouts that I basically got the exact same score on relative to the rest of North America, and this was one of them. Um, really, really good workout for me that I was able to push hard on and really surprise myself with. It was the long sort of open-esque workout of the quarterfinals. It was a 15-plus-ish minute workout. Um, the rep scheme is very, very confusing, especially even when you look at it on paper. Essentially, what happened was um, it was an ascending-descending ladder sort of like the open workout with the one to 10 deadlifts and burpees and then back down. Uh, this one was up and down of wall balls, shuttle runs and rope climbs. So you would do first round was eight wall balls, four shuttle runs, one rope climb. The seceding rounds of the workout was essentially double that for the second round, triple that for the third round, quadruple that for the fourth round, and then back down, triple that, double that. So it ended up being, you know, so eight, four, one in round one, come back 16, eight, two, 24, 12, three. The big round in the middle was 32 wall balls, 16 shuttle runs and four rope climbs, and then back down. 24, 12, 3, 16, 8, 2, 8, 4, 1. Confusing. Yes. Long workout. Yes. Um, it was 16 total rope climbs broken up over the course of 15 to 16 minutes. Um, that is a number that even though I do not rope climb, I am sufficient enough that I could do them in those small sets 
and be able to recover with non-contradictory movements, meaning the other two movements did not really affect my ability to rope climb. Um, and so they did not really stop me in that workout. Huge for me, right? Got lucky and got lucky in a lot of these. The wall balls I was able to do pretty much exactly to plan. I broke up the big set. Um, but that was workout number three. Workout number four was a lifting total, right? No cardio really involved. You had 30 minutes to establish a one rep max clean, a one rep max bench, and a one rep max overhead squat. And then the last event, number five, was a sprint. Um, for the best, it was a, a two and a half minute workout for the others, you know, anybody else that's trying to be competitive, it's a three to three and a half minute workout. 30 calories on the rower, 20 burpee box jump overs, and 10 snatch at 185. 30, 20, 10, fast as you can go. So the way that this went was basically most people did the lift on Thursday night, right? Those, those workouts get released. You got 24 hours to complete number one, number two, but as the weekend goes and the way that sort of working out at a max level, trying to find your max potential, most people are going to be the most fresh, right? CNS wise, central nervous system wise on that Thursday night, everyone's, you know, kind of backed off for a day, taking a rest day. They feel the best on that Thursday night. You want to feel your best when you're lifting weights, right? Most people, most people are going to be able to work through some soreness and some general fatigue because that's how they train all the time. But when it comes to maxing out three lifts, that's when you want to feel fresh. So most people did event four, that three lift total first on Thursday night, even though it was not due until Saturday. That is what I did. Um, we warmed up, we felt good. The warm up took way too long because we had three or four people trying to do it all at once. I was not happy about that. It definitely affected what I was able to do. I think I probably, um, it probably was a five ish to 10 ish pound, uh, which isn't good. I, I would call it like five to eight pounds on each lift that it held me back because I had basically lifted for an hour warming up. And then we decided to start the clock finally. Um, was able to power clean 320 again with my knee and not being able to hold a strong squat cycle over the last um, four to six weeks. My squat strength was not there to be able to drop under the bar. Um, I think if I had the squat strength right now, I think 325 or 330 isn't out of the question maybe even 335 or something crazy. Um, but I can't, I can't front squat that up right now. So, and I did not want to, because it was the first one I chose to do, I did not want to risk my knee. So we power cleaned 320 and I felt pretty good about that. Bench, we were, we were able to hit three bill, uh, three, three wheels, which is 315, um, which is kind of the standard from my background of football. Like if you can't bench 315, then what are you doing? Um, in CrossFit, that's a pretty big bench. Like that's probably on the upper side of things. So happy with that. Um, honestly, bench didn't feel great. And then um, overhead squat, I hit an all-time PR, just eked out 305 pounds on overhead squat. 
So really happy with that. Um, especially as the last lift, you're tired from cleaning, you're tired from pressing off the bench. Now you have to go and hit a jerk overhead and stabilize it and go down and squat it. And I felt pretty good about that. So that completed my total. That gave me a score of 940 pounds, which left me, and I was meant to have this up. That left me with, maybe I do have it up. Uh, that left me with a score of 940 pounds for a total. And that put me. Oh my goodness. Apologize guys. Apologize. I apologize for this. 940 pounds. Didn't have to submit that till Saturday, but once it was finally submitted, that was good enough for 506th place. Um, I am by no means a strong athlete, right? Uh, we've gone over this. Strength is not my strength. But overhead squat wise, my mobility um, allows me to, there's a gap in top end squat strength and what people can hold overhead. And I can kind of make up some of those, the top end strength for, for what I can hold overhead with my shoulder mobility. That allows me to kind of compete in an overhead squat. Um, the bench, I'm very competitive in the CrossFit realm, got lucky. And then I was able to, you know, power clean 320, which is the bottom end of competitive in CrossFit. And that gives me a total of 940, which is okay right? That's, that's above average for sure. It's 506 place. So it's actually much above average, you know, top 500 in that event, I'll take it. Right. I feel pretty good about that. We have a lot of work to do because if that would have been a one rep max deadlift or a one rep max clean and jerk or a one rep max, uh, you know, snatch, I would have been okay at, um, or just a one rep max jerk or some front squat. Like I would be in trouble, but I got lucky this year. And that will be something next year that comes back around and could bite me if I do not get stronger. So we know our weakness, even though we got 506 in that workout. Then because Thursday night, you know, we need to get still one and two done before we submit those on Thursday at two uh, or Friday at two. We need to have one or two done, right? The handstand push-up and lunge workout or the one with the muscle-ups. I decided, I decided that because I knew the muscle-up and GHD sit-up workout was going to be my worst workout of the five, and it was by far, that because I was the most fresh still, it was still the first day, that I was going to attack that one because maybe I'd be able to eke out my best score, right? To do three rounds of 30 pistols, 30 GHD sit-ups, and 10 ring muscle-ups, it took me 13 minutes and 19 seconds. 13 minutes and 19 seconds. Um, not good. Not good. Not competitive. I was able to finish. I'm happy about that, right? I got in within the time cap. I feel, I feel good about that. 
Um, my goal was actually like, Hey, I don't know, maybe I can't get in within the time cap. The best in the world males did this around seven minutes, right? So they almost cut my time in half, which is, um, which is where we need to significantly get better. Um, and we'll talk about that towards the end of this podcast. But of the 3,700 males who chose to sign up of the 7,000 that made the quarterfinals in North America, I placed 1,476th, 1,476th in this workout. So almost middle of the pack, basically, with a 13-minute, 19-second score. Not good. Um, looking back at the video, almost half of that workout, I would say of the 1319, at least six minutes and 19 seconds, right? Maybe more. Call it 640 just to be, just to give us half the workout. Um, I spent on the muscle ups, 30, just 30 reps of muscle ups. And um, I just simply don't have the capacity when I'm tired, especially when paired with uh, another core movement, right? In ring muscle-ups, you're using that big open body position. You're swinging your legs and then you're sitting up fast into that muscle-up position to get over and up into the rings. It's a lot of core. And you're taxing that core right before you get there with 30 GHD sit-ups, of which I never do. I never train them. So we knew this was going to be a bad workout. I will train ring muscle-ups and GHD sit-ups this next year. Trust that. But 1,476 on this, not great. Not great. So Thursday ends and we've done workouts four and two, meaning that when we wake up Friday, we still have to do workout number one before the deadline. That's exactly what we did. Uh, we wake up. Eating and recovery was big during this. So like Thursday night, I spent two hours basically rolling out and doing mobility after those two workouts. I was pretty trashed. Um, I felt good Friday morning. I felt good throughout the entirety of the weekend, which goes to show that when you stretch and you mobilize and you warm up properly and you cool down properly, you can feel really good after going max effort on workouts. And that's with a knee injury. So we had to get out, get workout one in. And I knew that this was going to be a good one. I felt good about it in general. And I got to hit it fresh Friday morning as the first thing of the day. In the gym that I'm doing these workouts, the Brave One Gym in Clive, Iowa, there is a 19-year-old kid who has moved here who is a, I wouldn't call him a CrossFit phenom, but I mean, he got fucking... 15th in the world in quarterfinals um, after all was said and done this weekend. So yeah, he's pretty good. Um, he had, he had hit the workout. Um, oh, about an hour before I did and went um, about seven minutes knowing that he's one of the best in the world. I thought, okay, that's, that's not bad. Again, the rep scheme, 40, 50, 40, 30 on the lunges alternating with 30, 20, 10 on the handstand push-up variants. I was able to go nine minutes and 32 seconds. Nine minutes and 32 seconds. Which I felt very, very good about. 
thought it was going to blow up my ass on the lunges. You know, my glute muscles and my quads were just going to be just wrecked. That was not the case. I felt good through it. I did not uh, get such a quad pump that I had to stop. I um, did 10 segment, 10, 10 rep segments every time on my lunges. Didn't have to put them down in between. Um, and my handstand pushups, although the 10 strict at the end were, took like a minute and were in single form, um, I felt very, very good about this workout. I felt like I, you never know because you're only there doing it with one or two other people. And there's thousands of people doing these workouts, but the capability of, of the community and, and how fast people were going to go on this, I felt pretty good about this one. And, um, when the deadline came around, sure enough, um, 331st in the world, not in the world, in North America on this workout, 331st almost a top 300 score in the country. Um, and I feel really proud about that. And I know that I'm good at handstand pushups. I'll continue to work it as a strength so that I can continue to place near the top next year. Cause I'm going to need those places. Um, but when you combine that 331st with the 1476th, um, after day one, I was sitting in 804th, 804th in North America. For reference, I was hoping that I could potentially get into the top thousand in North America, right? Top 120, make it a semis. And as I've been saying in several podcasts, as we talked about my goals for this year, there's no way I'm going to make it to semis this year. And I did not make it to semis, but boy, did we get ever close, much closer than I ever thought we would. This placing of 804th after day one, because half of it was from score two, would be the lowest I ever sat on the leaderboard all weekend. And it was a shock. 804th. So we've now completed workouts four, two, and one. The first submission window to get one and two in is over, right? And I now have until Saturday at 2 p.m. to get in workouts four and three. It's still Friday afternoon. But I still, and I've already done workout four as the first workout. So now, again, that long shuttle run workout with rope climbs and wall balls, I have a whole day, 24 hours to get that in. Knowing that I just did a, you know, almost a 10 minute workout where I taxed my shoulders a bunch, I wasn't going to go do a workout where I needed to do a bunch of wall balls, right? But I, I could still fit in that three minute workout, right? You can basically do that last event five, 30, 20, 10 sprint whenever you want. So we gave it a go. We gave that a go. I uh, went and got lunch, came back, hit the sprint. And I did that 30 calories, 20 burpee box jump overs and 10 snatch at 185 in three minutes and 49 seconds, three minutes and 49 seconds. Not bad. Not bad. Again, if you're in the community, you kind of know where people are going to be and what's a good score, what your potential is. I knew it wasn't my, my best and we'll come back around to it. Cause we did repeat that workout. So we wake up Saturday. I'm going to volleyball tournaments with, uh, with the wife. Cause she's coaching volleyball. And again, we've done workout four. we've done the lifting. We're not going to redo that because it just takes so much out of you. That's why you do it first. And, uh, we got to do workout three. We got to do workout three. What I thought was going to be potentially, I mean, there was, 
very possible that I, you know, who knows what people are going to do on this. Um, this is the long workout. I'm not a cardio guy. I'm not an aerobic guy, right? I'm not the guy who was a cross country runner or a swimmer or a, a, you know, a cyclist when I was younger. Right. And I come out on the rope climb wall ball shuttle run workout and post a score of 15 minutes and 26 seconds beat several athletes who have made the games on this workout and score 308th in North America, 308th best score on this workout ends up being my best placement. 331st on workout one, 308th on this workout three. And, uh, honestly surprised the hell out of myself felt amazing. I was able to push shuttle runs or something that we did at Iowa football. So I felt like I had a little bit of an advantage. I was never really too tired. Although right at the end, as I'm pushing the gas a little bit, I was wheezing, you know, I was running out of air, but we pushed it, just executed it perfectly. The opposite of that third open workout that we talked about earlier. And really up through this point, all four workouts, one through four, I feel pretty close to like, damn, I'm, I'm executing these about as good as I can, right? I'm reaching damn near my potential on all of these. And this one, more than most of them, I felt that way. 15 minutes, 26 seconds, ends up being 308th. Again, like I said earlier, that lifting total of 940 pounds at the submission deadline on Saturday at two goes in and gets a 506th. So with that 308th and 506th now added to the first two scores, the leaderboard spits out. Tyler Kluver is in 402nd place in North America. And what the fuck? I'm a little bit freaking out at this point. We're a little bit freaking out. I was trying to be top 1,000, right? I know that workout five, the sprint, is heavy a heavy 185 snatch that I'm going to be able to handle, right? I knew that that score was going to be a top based on me being able to get top 400 in workout one and top now 400 in workout three. And my lifting total was <clears throat> my lifting total, which relative to the fast workout with a heavy lift in it was probably going to be a little worse. was a 500th. I know I'm getting top 400, 500 in that last workout which means we're probably going to stay in the same spot or move up a little bit from wherever we end up on Saturday afternoon. And that so happened to be 402nd place. And now I'm sitting here thinking, holy shit, for the last eight months, I've sat there and told myself, I'm not going to make quarter, I'm not going to make semifinals. I'm not going to be even close. <clears throat> and now we're sitting there closer than ever. We're 200 spots away from them basically being like, Hey, like send us your videos just in case people, you know, like we're, we're that close. 402nd place. That's Saturday. I end up doing that workout three. We, we submit it. And now I've got all the workouts done. I could submit that 349, but I know I can do better. And so Sunday before the last deadline to submit that fifth workout, I come in, I redo Workout five, better pacing, a little bit of advice and, you know, searching around on social media and listening to other people talk about it. And I'm able to 
improve by 16 seconds, which is a huge margin on a workout that's less than four minutes long, um, down to a three minutes and 33 seconds. And when all is said and done on that workout, I put it in 354th place. Like I said, I knew I was going to probably be somewhere in the top 400 or 500 scores based on, you know, what the scores I was putting out. And with that, the leaderboard updates, it's not officially official yet until even a couple days from now, but it's pretty close. And your boy, after five events in the quarterfinals, after placing 2,412th out of this same group of people in North America in the open, I have now placed 351st in North America. 351st. The top 350 people. 120 get to go to semifinals. I'm only in a group that's three times that size, right? I'm right there. Take 200 off of 350, you got 150 with some disqualifications and some people declining and some people going team, this, that, the other. Through 150 people, they might, those people might be going to semifinals and I'm 200 spots away from that. 200 spots away. I did so well that I don't even know how to really break it down. I don't know how to mentally process it other than saying this. I was closer to the top, right? And I don't look at the games as the top. That is an una- that is a damn near unattainable level that takes multiple years of competing at the highest level to maybe get. But semifinals, semifinals has been the top of the sport, the elite of the elite. And I thought that I'd never be there. And we're now with just five months of dedicated training, intentional, competitive style training, I was able to get up into the top 350 people. And what this has done has opened my mind to the once previously thought of unattainable goal of making a semifinal. And I now believe in myself because of where I placed and because of how much I still have to improve on and the time frame. I now get a whole year from where I'm at currently. I'm 350th right now, and I'm going to improve from here. And I get a full 11 months until next year's open to do so. In my head now, it's attainable. In my head, I can be a semifinal athlete. And we're going to talk more about what that looks like moving forward as far as the next 11 months and how things are going to ramp up heavy compared to my original plan when I set out to do this almost a year ago. I'm going all in on CrossFit. I am considering myself and finally believing that I am a professional CrossFit athlete or on the level of professional CrossFit athletes. And a lot of times believing 
is half the battle. I feel very strongly in my approach and my attack, my mental and physical abilities moving forward. I think all of it as a whole is stronger than ever. And I think I have a legitimate shot of making a semifinal, seeing my name printed onto a placard that goes above a lane, getting to go and travel to an actual event where I do and compete in person against some of the best in the world. I think I can go do that. And so that's the goal. That's what we shoot for from this day until a year from now. And I very well may fail because a lot of people do. But that isn't a reason to not make that the goal. We'll talk more about all this soon. This went way longer than I wanted to, and it was probably way boring. But uh, that's how quarterfinal weekend went. It went almost fucking perfect. And there is fuel on the fire. We'll talk next time. Peace.